Welcome to the Work Camper Show, brought to you by WorkCamper.com. This podcast helps you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. Each one of our episodes will introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to work camping opportunities all around the U.S. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Today I'll be speaking with a Texas woman about her first work camping experience at a campground in Wisconsin that featured enjoyable moments, frustration, and even a scary encounter with a bear. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News. If you have more questions and answers when it comes to work camping and the RV lifestyle, then don't worry because Work Camper News has your back. Attend a free monthly work camping Q&A webinar to get your questions answered. Each month, the knowledgeable team behind WorkCamper.com hosts a free live webinar where they answer questions submitted by folks just like you who are learning about the lifestyle, just getting started, or who've been work camping for a while. They cover topics like what kind of work camping jobs are available, what do those jobs pay, tips for writing a work camper resume, questions to ask an employer, what kind of RV is best, and how to get your mail as an RVer, and much, much more. In the description of each video, you'll find a list of questions that were answered so you can quickly jump to the sections you want to hear. Register for the next live webinar at workcamper.com forward slash answers. Or listen to detailed answers now by watching the recordings of past Q&A webinars on the Work Camper News YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash workcamper. Then click on the Q&A on Work Camping playlist. Success comes when opportunity meets preparation. Work Camper News is here to help you achieve that success. Veronica Jackson was born and raised in Texas. Now in her late 40s, the Navy veteran and mother of two had always wanted to travel. In 2021, she gave herself a birthday present by purchasing a 19-foot Class C motorhome from Cruise America. Since then, she's traveled with her Yorkie dog and occasionally her boyfriend. To give her an opportunity to truly explore an area of the country, she looked for a work camping job that would be fun and challenging. She found it at a KOA in northern Wisconsin, where Veronica served as a driver taking guests on inner tube excursions at a nearby river. She later became an activities coordinator. One hot afternoon, Veronica and some co-workers opted to go tubing themselves. About 20 minutes into the trip, they encountered a black bear in the middle of the water, cooling himself off as well. Veronica describes their reaction to the animal about 30 feet from where they were desperately clinging to a branch hanging over the river. From Veronica's storytelling, I wish I had seen a video of that encounter. Afterward, she and her co-workers became local legends. She describes her jobs escorting campground guests to and from tubing excursions, as well as her work planning activities for the campground. Veronica also talks about being a person of color on the staff in a part of a country that doesn't have many melanated people living there. Yet, other dark-skinned people who are visiting the campground were excited to see a person of color working there. The job had some challenges too. As a disabled veteran, Veronica's experience proved to be physically challenging at times, and after a particularly trying experience, she had to leave the job early. To tell us about details of her first work camping experience, please welcome Veronica Jackson to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Veronica. I really appreciate your time. So I understand you are from Texas. How long have you been there? Yes, sir. I was born and raised here. I am currently in my late 40s, so majority of my life, other than when I was in the Navy and I was stationed in Tennessee and during my boot camp time. 
And how long have you been RVing? I've been RVing since April 2021. I actually got my RV on my birthday that year. That's a nice birthday present. What kind of RV did you get? I got me a nice 20-foot Thor Majestic 19G. I actually got it from Cruise America. Okay. And that was not even the route I was choosing at first. What caused you to take that one or select that? I saw a YouTube video of a young lady in one of the Facebook groups I'm in, and she did a tour of her RV, and it had everything that I was looking for, and it was a small RV. Have you made any modifications to it? Yes, sir. I have <laughs> made plenty. <laughs> what did you I do? I've made plenty. I've added, I took the old curtains off the track over the overhead bump, and I didn't know you can buy the little strip of tape to redo the little curtains. So I took everything off of that curtain and sewed it onto some pretty shower curtain, fabric shower curtains to hang that would go all the way down, just not over the bump. So that way when I'm driving or stop, nobody can just look into the back of the house since it's so short. I did that. I've added a nice cutting board for an extended countertop in the kitchen area. Recently, I've added a nice grab bar on the door. So when you're closing the door, you can have that grab bar to pull to close your door that I've seen other campers use. And I added nice cushioning on top of the mattress to add a more softness and comfort like at home and I've had different types of shelves and stuff just a lot of different storage items and one of the little like drawer storages I think it has about four it was a slim one into my closet so that holds a whole lot of stuff and I can still hang clothes in there so I've done quite a bit in there you sounds like you've been nesting yes awesome (laughs) (laughs) do you travel by yourself Yes, I am a solo RVer because all of my sons are grown and gone and I'm an empty nester. But now that I'm dating, my now guy that I'm dating, he is gone camping with me and he loves it. So now I have somebody to travel with me sometimes. And then I travel with my little Yorkie poop. Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. Hey, that's right. Because he's small enough for the small camper. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Everybody has an RV or everybody who has an RV seems to have a dog nowadays. Yes, I love it. Now, I understand that your very first work camping job had a rather unusual encounter. Why don't you tell us about that? Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. I decided to do a work camping job up in Hayward, Wisconsin last summer. And some of the ladies that I became friends with at the job there were other employees, they decided they wanted to go river tubing because we had river tubing there and it was a nice hot day, 90 something degrees that day. It was the only super hot day while I was there. So we was river tubing. I decided to go, I was like, man, I don't do this type of stuff going river tubing. But we were river tubing and we were just laughing and talking. I'm drinking my bottle of water and doing a little pictures and videos and we, then all of a sudden, my neighbor that was with us, it was three of us ladies, just all ladies. We had four inner twos because they had one with their cooler. And we were floating down. We hadn't even been in probably 20 good minutes. We were supposed to be looking out for these bridges because the river tubing was supposed to last an hour and a half. And we was only in about 20 minutes. 
Then she said, bear. We just like, bear. And we weren't paying her any attention. We thinking she joking or something. We just laughing, talking still. Because she was facing the bear the way the inner tubes were floating. And our inner tubes, we were, our backs were to the bear. And so as we were floating, because before that, our inner tubes kept floating towards the trees on the side. But right at this time when she seen this bear, our inner tubes <laughs> were floating directly towards the middle in the water. And as a bear, I mean, she said, bear. And I was like, what? Wait a minute. So we trying to turn the inner tubes and look over our shoulders to see the bear. And it was for the real, a real big black bear in the middle of the river. I guess it was cooling off too. <laughs> and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? And I did a YouTube video saying, man, they talking about go river tube. And everybody kept telling me how fun it was and how exciting it was. So that's what taught me into going on this river tubing. And to get out in the river tube and then you see a real live bear that I've never seen being in Texas other than in a zoo. And I was like, I know you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so the older lady, she decided to grab a hold of a tree branch because neither one of us knew what to do. <laughs> she grabbed a hold of a tree branch to pull us over to the side. And as she pulled the tree branch, I'm sliding off the inner tube. Uh-oh. I kept falling off my inner tube. And then you, because of the rocks down under, they were slippery from the sea moss or seaweed or something down under there because you could see clear through the water. And I was trying to get back on the inner tube. And then I like to joke a lot. So I'm scared looking at the bear, but plus that it falling off my inner tube because I kept trying to get on it, but my feet were slipping. And it kept making me fall off the inner tube. And so we steady looking at the bear. The My neighbor, Heidi, she was calling the people at the office. She couldn't get nobody. I'm trying to call. My phone overheated because of the sun beaming on it in the waterproof case. And then I was trying to get pictures of the bear video because I'm like, I can't believe this story. We are here in the water. And we seeing this big black bear because that's unheard of. How and how close were you to the bear? I would say it had to be 20 to 30 feet. Oh, my. We were very close. And that's why it was it was really funny when she grabbed that tree branch to even think to do that, because that was not on my mind. It was floating right down the middle. <laughs> and that bear was laying down in that water. And Heidi was trying to contact somebody at the campground. And nobody was answering. I tried. My phone kept dying out because it was overheating. And then I was trying to get pictures, video. So I kept dipping my phone down in the water in the case. Like, mm -hmm. okay, come on, cool it off, cool it off, cool it off. I got to get this footage. I got to get this picture. I got to get this video. And boy, when Heidi finally got a hold of somebody at the KOA, they were laughing. They just <laughs> say pink floating. And of course, we all short ladies. None of us are tall. So the inner tubes were so full of air, you're trying to paddle with your hands, but you're having to lean over side to side because our arms are not long enough to paddle over the sides of the inner tube. Uh -huh. So we were trying to do all of that. And then the other lady, the older lady, Paula, she fell off of her inner tube. And then we were having a time trying to get her back in there because then we were, the water was flowing pretty fast now. And so we were flowing away from her and trying to stop it. To get her back on the inner tube, it was hilarious. And Heidi was panicking. 
sorry, because everybody was laughing at the KOA, telling us, just keep going. The bear is more scared of you than you are of it. And we were like, yeah, we don't know if it has cubs somewhere nearby <laughs> or what. And so we're, we're just, they were panicking, but I was enthused. I was excited to see it, but I was scared too. Because I'm like, now my inner tube is in the front. I still want to be the person that died first. <laughs> Did you wind up so floating we were, p- past the bear? No, we, they would not let go of that branch. Both of them was holding on the tree branch and they would not let go. I was watching the bear. They weren't looking anymore. And I was like, okay, this bear just swam over to the bank. That bear swam over to the bank. And I have never in my life seen a bear stand up on his back paw like a human and get up out of that water and walk on up. He's probably and, saying these women are are oh, weird. Oh, crazy, because who was looking at us <laughs> because we were making all that noise. <laughs> we were making so much noise, and the bear was looking directly at us. And then that bear finally swam on up and got up. I was like, did y'all see that bear walk up out the water? <laughs> like, the real bear and not nobody in the costume, but it was an actual bear. That's funny. And we got teased forever. Our host, manager, she bought us bear pillows <laughs> with black bears on them for each one of us to take pictures with. Everybody had bear jokes. <laughs> and even when the guests came, they kept saying, oh, we heard about the bear story. Do you know how many people have tried to see these bears? And you were blessed to see a bear in the water. I want to see the bear. I want to, but I don't want to see it in the water. That's what people were saying. And I'm like, but you can't choose where you see the bear. I wanted to see bears too when they told me y'all have them. I say, but I wasn't expecting it to see it that soon or in that water. What kind of work ethic job did you have at the time? I was the river tubing driver. River tubing driver. And then I became a recreation leader. Okay. So you were taking people to and from the river, and you were finally on yes. the river enjoying yourself for the first time. <laughs> yeah, ah, there you it go. was on our day off, and we were enjoying the water for just a few minutes, and then we was panicking the rest of the way, looking for the bear, trying to see <laughs> if it were up right there at the banks, or if it was more bears, because we still had some areas to go around these bends and corners that you can't see, mm-hmm. and it, oh my goodness. It was really crazy because I lost my hat. That's why my phone was overheating. My hat had blown off, I guess, when I fell or something. And I'm not a drinker. They had little bitty, like, some kind of little can, light alcoholic beverages. And I had my bottle of water, not, and my bottle of water had fell out and flung when I fell out. And then, so I was like, oh, yeah, I need one of those drinks right there now. Because, <laughs> boy, my nerves was, woo, they was on edge because it was like so unheard of. I'm like, nobody said anything about seeing black bears. Y'all ain't tell me we might have a chance of seeing this. Everybody talking about they seen deers. They've seen the eagles. They've seen does and they seen turtles. We didn't see any of that. That's funny. <laughs> we saw a bear and we saw fish because you could see the fish. <laughs> Because the water was clear, sure. but we didn't see all the other stuff. And we saw some little ducks, well, but everything young people saying they had a blessed chance to see, we did not. What attracted you to work camping in the first place? Being in these Facebook groups. I love, love being in the Facebook groups because I learn a lot from other campers. And I saw people talking about work camping jobs. And I was like, what is work camping? 
And I had asked that question, what is work camping in one of the groups I was in? And somebody explained it to me. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. That sounds interesting. So I joined work camping groups. And that's when I seen the job posting. I submitted my resume. The lady called me. We interviewed. And she made it sound so fun and interesting. And just like everybody in the Facebook group, a lot of them were making their jobs sound so fun. And I was like, okay, hey, I'm kid friendly. I and then I don't have kids at home right now, I can get up and go and go enjoy myself. And that's what I did. I just decided to take out. I've never been to Wisconsin before until I took out on that journey to go up there. And I had a blast. For the most part, I had a blast. That's great. And you worked for KOA? Is that what? Yes, it was the KOA. I believe it was a KOA journey or KOA holiday in Hayward, Wisconsin. Okay. That, those are nice facilities. Talk about kid-friendly, yes. yes. Yes, very nice. What did you like most about your work camping experience? What I liked most was the, sitting at the campfires at nighttime with my coworkers, laughing, talking, especially when we had the bear story, and then <laughs> interacting with all of the kids. When I interacted with the kids and the adults, because I had fun. I like to play. I like to joke. I'm very in tune with the inner child and myself is what I like to call it. And so when we would play the candy bingo, I get excited and <laughs> they would get excited and we're joking and we're playing and then they'd be on edge on who's going to win that candy. And it just was so fun. And just seeing the kids having a blast with the things that I came up with for each thing the weekend that was just really fun to me. I really enjoyed it. What kind of jobs did you do? You had mentioned traveling and driving the passengers. Did you do anything else? That was it. Just that. Okay. And then the planning the recreation event for the weekends. Okay. So you were part of the, like the big chocolate wars and things that they might have had. Yeah. All of that okay. different stuff. Yes. It sounds like it would be a really fun job to have, to help people have fun themselves. That was very fun and interesting. It was very interesting because especially with the theme weekends, it was interesting. And then it was challenging because you're trying to find games and different activities for these kids to enjoy on the weekend when they come in. And then you try to match the theme, whatever the theme was that weekend, you're trying to match those themes, especially even with the coloring sheets, because I would come up with coloring sheets for the kids to have for if it's raining or if they're in their cabin or if they were in their RV or whatever, they would have something to do during some of the downtime when we didn't have an activity going on at the time. So that was really fun, really fun. It sounds like it. Did you face any challenges in these work camping jobs? Yes, I did. I did end up <laughs> facing a challenge because I was, I am a disabled veteran and which I also explained that when I do my interview, I always be upfront with people so they can determine whether or not they want me to be a part of their team. And I had explained these situations to the camp host and I had also, I had already been hired on, but then a few months later I had fell at home messed up my left knee and during the rec recreation because they have a wagon ride that we go around the rv park so it was storming that day and we had decided she had decided we weren't going to do a certain 
amount of activities because of the storm. And then later she was checking, I guess, her weather app or something. And she said, it's not supposed to be storming anymore here in a few minutes. But the clouds were still dark. It was still dark. And up there, it rained so hard. I felt like the whole sky just burst open in Hayward because I never had been in rain that came down so hard like that. Here in Texas, it didn't do like that. And I just had refused to get on the wagon that day. And before I could say, hey, let me do the golf cart that follows behind the wagon to keep the distance between the kids and the wagon, I was spoken to in a, I felt it was a disrespectful way and loudly. And so I decided to end my time there earlier than I wanted to. Because mm-hmm. I was like, if I if we can't have a, com- a communication and a conversation without somebody yelling and not listening at all, then no, I couldn't do it. <laughs> okay. I had to leave. Okay, so you left right away? No, I waited a few days because I had already, I gave a uh, notice and I waited a few days and then I left out of there. Because okay. I thought maybe we could have a conversation, but... No, she was still yelling in front of guests and stuff. And I thought that was so unprofessional. And like I try to tell her as well as other people, just because you're a manager or something like that does not give people the right to just yell at somebody or be disrespectful. There's a way to handle everything. And I tried to explain to her. So I ended up sending her a message trying to explain. I was not saying that I'm not going to do the activity at all. I just was not going to stand on that ladder on the back of the wagon knowing I'm already disabled. I cannot mm-hmm. put myself in harm's way when it's wet out here. And But I couldn't get that point across. And when she read my message, because I didn't get a chance to say anything, she was yelling because I refused to do that. Back. I just refused to be disrespectful and rude back. And as I was walking my dog, she came down on the golf cart and she was yelling again. And all these people standing outside. They're outside enjoying their campsite and sitting outside and you're yelling. And I was like, oh, no, no. I can't do this. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff should be handled in private. I agree. Did you have another work camping job after this one ended? No, but I'm supposed to be doing one this year, this summer. I will be getting back with them again next week because I'm going to get ready to start driving school buses again as this coming school year. So I'm just waiting back to hear final stuff from that school bus company so that I can start my journey to North Carolina. I'm going to be working at a KOA in North Carolina in the Great Smokies. Oh, that'll be fun. That's a beautiful part of the country. Yeah. Yes, I've never been there. So it's like work camping is beautiful. You get to get work and make money to travel (laughs) and do what you know how to do. (laughs) That's right. What will you be doing at that part of the country? What will you be doing at that campground? I will be recreational leader. I will get to be a recreational leader. Yes. And it's going to be more than just me as a recreational leader. So that's going to be fun because they have over 300 campsites. Wow. So So that's going to be a big campground for me. It is. What are some of the perks that you've been able to enjoy as a work camper? Oh, man, that the perks were beautiful in Hayward. They were very well. Because you got your full hookup site, rent-free. We got paid an hourly wage. We had free laundry because what they did, they painted quarters white. 
and we were able to access those quarters, get some whatever you needed for your laundry, go put them in the machine, do your laundry, and whenever they dump the money, they put the white coins back where we could get those from. We had a discount in the store, discount in the little restaurant there. It was really nice. It was really nice. That's fun. It helps make uh, camp, uh, work camping even more special. Yes, it did. It really did. What are some of the places that are still on your bucket list that you'd like to get to someday? Oh, man, I would love to do Alaska. I've oh, seen yes. they have those RV convoys or something like that. People get together and they go. I've seen it on one of the Facebook groups that I want to try to join to go to Alaska, hopefully next year. And I would love, love, love to go to all the national parks. I, I live in Texas, but I've never thought about going to Big Ben until I started looking in the different groups. You learn so much in the Facebook groups if you just sit there and read the different posts. I have so many posts saved of beautiful campsites that people talk about in different states, different cities that I've never thought about going to. In your message to me before we did the interview, you had mentioned that there was a, you were the only melanated person working at the campground and that everybody looked at you strangely. Was that a problem? No, it was not. Because some looked at me strangely, but majority, I might have typed that wrong, but majority of the people, especially the few melanated people that came, it was like they were excited to see someone that looked like them. Because even on my camping, majority of the time, I don't see anybody that looked like me at a campground. So these, and some people from Canada, they also, they pulled me to the side and they was just so excited to see somebody like them working at the campground also because you can relate to the person. And I had that a lot with, because even when I took some young girls, females, to river tubing, they say they had been going to that campground for years as they've been growing up and they never saw anybody of my color there. And they was very excited and they hoped that I would come again. And as well as the camp host, she was excited and she saw the excitement that all of these campers had of when they saw me. And then the bubbliness that I brought there, the fun, the joking a lot of people gave compliments to the camp host about my personality. And so she wanted, of course, I was supposed to have been going back until their incident. And because she wanted me almost like a poster child. And she was going to invite this melanated group that she knew about to come camp out. And they were going to try to sponsor some sites and stuff. So people that really wanted to camp that may not be able to afford to could come out and experience it. So it was, to me, it was great because I live in a predominant, predominantly non-melanated area. And I, because I don't have a problem with colors, races, mm -hmm. any of them. I love everybody, but it was just sometimes it can be awkward when you're the only one of your color or your race at places. But I, honey, I just go, because my <laughs> goal is to have fun. And that's what I did. I can <laughs> it had fun. Yeah. yeah. I didn't worry about any of that because as long as you're polite and respectful to me, that's all I want. Absolutely. Why do you think that uh, we have problems as an industry attracting more people like that, of that color? 
I would say because a lot of us don't grow up camping. Okay. A lot of us don't experience that unless like my brother, he was in Boy Scout and he did experience go camping. I was in Girl Scouts, but when we camped, it was like in a cabin right. place. It wasn't tent camping, RV camping or any of that. But I've always dreamed of having an RV. And so I was blessed to get one back in 2021 when my time came. And it's just been a blessing because it opens it up to show my sons. I, my youngest son went with me the very first time I went to Corpus Christi and we had a blast, even though the weather got crazy and real windy and storming. But we still had a lot of fun. And I think that's the majority of it because a lot of us don't grow up with our family doing that like other races do. But then when I got on Facebook, it was people that say, we do camp. And I'm like, okay, where is everybody camping at? Because there are, <laughs> you don't see. If I do, I see one or two, but they're with other people. Or you don't see a full family of melanated people together out there camping. I haven't yet. Other than I, I went on a camping trip. It was for melanated camp out. And it was probably about four or five hundred of melanated people camping together. Well, that's right. That was a neat event, and they do it every year. That's, maybe we can recruit some of them to become work campers. That's what I was saying. That's what I need to try to get out there and get some of them, recruit them to see if they want to do that. Because it's fun. I love work camping because you get to meet people from all over. You get to learn more information about camping, about your RV from other people. I agree. Is there any advice that you would give to people who are thinking about becoming a work camper? Yes. I would say be prepared to be blindsided of not being told what all your position falls under before arriving. And I say that because I was dead hired on as a river tubing driver. However, once I got there, Whenever the river tubing was not operating, when nobody was trying to go on the river because it was still pretty cold in Wisconsin, even in June, July, then my job fell on the maintenance. But I was not told that before I got there. Okay. And with any with physical disabilities, some of the maintenance work was not beneficial for me. It, I couldn't do it. <clears throat> like cleaning out fire pits, I can't bend over scooping out those fire pits like that because I have back issues from breaking my back and different stuff like that. So yes, I would definitely tell people to be prepared just in case you're blindsided with falling under another category that you didn't know you were falling under. Just speak with the camp host or who's over the campground and y'all can work something else out because that's what helped me. I was, I'm assertive and don't be aggressive. You just be assertive. Mm -hmm. Just go speak with them and tell them, hey, this right here is aggravating this, that, and the other. And you just do that. And usually people will work with you. And they worked with me very well. That's And cool. certain things, the other workers that worked in my same position, they would do the parts that I just couldn't do. And then I would do everything else. That's good. So it worked out great on but that part. We've been preaching that on Work Camper News for a number of years, that it's so important to have those kind of discussions with people in the interview stages so that yeah. you, you understand, they understand what you can and cannot do, and you understand what they expect of you. But then if there's a problem at the campsite or when you get there, it's just communicating. 
often fixes yeah. most of them. So that's great. Yeah. Yes, indeed. That's what I tell people all the time on any job you're on. Just communicate and just communicate, but you don't go in there hollering and being disrespectful. You go in there, be respectful, be business-like, and it will work out pretty well for you. If it don't, go up the chain of command. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good, that's <laughs> exactly right. So how can people get in touch with you or connect with you if they wanted to? Oh, people can definitely find me on YouTube. I need to change all of my stuff and put them all under the same name. But on my YouTube, I usually share my vlogging of my trips or work camping experience or whatever on their I'm the like Veronica, God's gift. And it's all one word. Oh, that's a neat YouTube channel. Super. Yeah, that was my YouTube channel a long time ago when I just watched YouTube. Okay. And then I decided to start blogging when my youngest son was getting ready to go off to school. Because I was at, he was at a state track meet and I was having to stay in a hotel by myself. And I was like, oh my God, this is awkward. What do I do with myself? What do I do with my time? <laughs> and so I was like, oh, since you like taking pictures and video of your hotel room and different experiences me and my kids would do, because I always travel with my sons. So I just say, start sharing what you're doing. Maybe it'll give you something to do. Because I'm like, what do you do with yourself once your kids are leaving? That's a very good point. You go work camping. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they are so excited. They're excited about me trying to go work camping. <laughs> That's excellent. I really appreciate that. This has been a fun conversation. I love the bear story. It's, I can imagine what it would have been like to watch a video of that unfold. You'd be laughing um, for years. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I would have. And my phone was overheated. I've never had an overheated phone before in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, when you want to take a picture or a video of something that's happening right then at the moment, that's when it's going to cause you problems. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh. Technology never works right when you really need it to. That's great. Thank you very much, Veronica. I appreciate the time and I appreciate you sharing your story with me. I appreciate you doing this interview with me. I really enjoyed myself. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed Veronica Jackson's story about her first work camping experience. The bear incident sounded hilarious, and I could only imagine what was going through their minds when Veronica and her friends encountered a big black bear in a river 30 feet away from where they were tubing. As funny as the story was, Veronica's experience reiterates an important truth about jobs today. As happens so often, people don't quit great jobs, they leave bad managers. Veronica's experience provided a good lesson for anyone supervising other people, and for all people actually. If you feel someone isn't doing a job the way it should be done, it is essential to speak to that person privately, without berating him or her publicly. Otherwise, what could be a beneficial learning experience for a worker and memorable mentoring opportunity for a supervisor becomes a humiliating situation that can leave someone feeling disrespected and unappreciated. Communication is vital for any work camping job to succeed. I like that Veronica was upfront about her disability when applying for the job. The opportunity to shuttle people to and from tubing excursions seemed like an ideal job for Veronica. However, when the weather was too cold for people to even want to go tubing, she was reassigned jobs that required some rather strenuous physical activity. She tried to perform the jobs, but found it too difficult. 
so she talked to her boss to find out if there was something else she could do. Working as an activities coordinator was an ideal job for Veronica because, despite physical limitations, she could still engage guests in various activities and help them enjoy a memorable time. When faced with a challenging situation, communication almost always works to clear up misunderstandings. I know Veronica would love to get to Alaska someday, but she's headed to the Great Smokies in North Carolina this summer, where she'll once again be working as an activities director. So I wish her the best of luck in that experience, and hopefully she won't encounter any bears there. People can connect with Veronica on her YouTube channel, as well as on Instagram. Today's episode was sponsored by WorkCamper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, WorkCamper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a Diamond or Platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for this week's show. We've got a few options for next week's podcast, so I hope you'll tune in for another fun interview. In the meantime, I wish you a very happy Independence Day at what is almost the midpoint of summer 2023. Thanks for listening.